one set. Rolling. Action. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Encut. This is the second part of our senior thesis extravaganza. <laughs> uh, tonight we'll be talking about uh, Caitlin's podca- podcast, Caitlin's <laughs> senior thesis. <laughs> If you have not already listened to part one, I definitely recommend you do. That'll be all about Sebastian's. Um, mm-hmm. So the link will be both in the description as well as located directly below this one if you're on our po- any podcast streaming service. Definitely go take a listen to that. Um, but tonight is all about me. Yeah. How exciting. How do you feel? <laughs> how do you, like, to begin with, how do you feel? Uh, What, like in general or about the film? Like right now, how do you feel about the film? Right now, I'm feeling excited and nervous um, because there's a lot of pressure that I've put on mm-hmm. myself specifically to make a fantastic film. And I just hope that I accomplish that. <laughs> so once again, just for those that didn't listen to the first part just yet mind you you can listen to this one and then go listen to the other one it's not like you have to follow one by one uh, what is a senior thesis so a senior thesis so <clears throat> i'm sure if you have been in college you've heard about like a senior year project thesis assignment like the big wrap-up i guess mm-hmm. um so Because we're film students, the way that, that we're wrapping up our major um, is you make a film your senior year um, that kind of sort of like encapsulates everything that you learned, all the skills that you've had, and you're now the director, writer, almost kind of like your own producer, mm-hmm. depending on if you want to take all that on. All at the same time, you've become this head person who now has to make a film to show off what you've learned, and it is then used as kind of like a stepping stone into the larger industry where you could use that as like, hey, like here's some of the work mm-hmm. that I've done um, and hopefully help with networking as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, what is your film about anyways? So my film went through a variety of different stages and ideas. I am the type of person who has thought about this project since mm-hmm. the moment I got into college and learned that there was a senior thesis film. So <laughs> I've gone through tons of different ideas but because I knew that I wanted to specialize in the production design art department area Mm -hmm. in the future I wanted to highlight my skills and my knowledge on that um so I wanted to write a film where I could have a lot of fun with both like practical effects visual effects special effects makeup um designing that sort of thing prop designing um so Okay, just kind of all it came together, I guess, with this initial idea. I knew that I wanted to do a horror film. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so fun. I absolutely love horror as a genre. Um, but then it happened, actually, you and I were on a train. Because I was like, okay, perfect. Like, <laughs> I, a classic horror trope is like a haunted doll or like a haunted yeah. item. So let me make my own version of that. Because I really like how it's done. And you can make that your own and make it more original. And so, but I was like struggling with it still. I was like, ah, it still doesn't sound perfect. Mm -hmm. And so you're the one who came up with the idea of like, oh, like what if it's a, like a a film student who bought the doll? I think I Uh, kind of remember this. (laughs) Yeah. I was just like, that actually makes a whole lot of sense. So we decided that um, it'd be really fun to also do it like as like a found footage style. Mm -hmm. So the, the general 
storyline is a girl bought this doll off of a random website, had it delivered to her house, uh, doesn't realize that there is this demon entity living inside of it who basically gets released upon her um, doing adjustments to the doll to make the doll more scary because it wasn't scary enough for Mm -hmm. her. So basically as she's designing this doll, the haunting gets worse until the very end. um, No spoilers allowed, but... (laughs) The demon shows itself, Mm -hmm. um, and I guess it uh, does things. I'll stop (laughs) saying stuff there because I don't want to spoil a little thing. But it's interesting, Um, though, because I remember that for the past three years of college, mm -hmm. we're, like, going back and forth with different horror ideas. You had, like, the witches, and you went with a different couple of stories that you Mm -hmm. really liked. What was it that really, like, made you want this specific one to be the one? I think it's because for the first time it actually felt achievable. Mm. I think I I always put myself under tremendous amounts of pressure, even though nobody is putting it on me. <laughs> I was like wanting you to really do, do like all of this like ambitious makeup or visual effects. And I just had to be honest with myself. I was like, Caitlin, you do not know that much about mm. 3D animation about green screening. I wasn't able to take a single class really in VFX mm-hmm. until this year. And even then, like I still am barely touching the surface. It's something that I'm greatly interested in. And I'm sure at some point I can make those films that I mm-hmm. have thought about. But I had to be realistic. And I was like, do you want to make a film that looks bad because you don't actually know how to use the software you're trying mm-hmm. to use? Or do you want to do something that's more realistic for your current set of skills? And so I had to be honest. And I was like, Caitlin, you're good at with your hands as of now. You'll be good with the computer later. Mm-hmm. So how about we try to do as much practical effects now, as much prop designing with clay and latex and silicone now? Because you've mm-hmm. I've been like honing in on that skill. And so that's why I think the idea with the doll really kind of like felt right because I was able to make a product that I really enjoyed and I was able to adjust it and it wasn't a, it wasn't materials that I wasn't used to using. It wasn't software Mm -hmm. that I was new to. And then I knew then like, okay, because it's a little bit more achievable, but still enough of a challenge. I'd have a whole lot of fun doing it. I'd learn a whole lot doing it and and I'd still have a great um, end product because yeah. I do not want this to look bad mm-hmm. at the and, end of the and day. And you also had like different things that you had to do that you kind of did in the past like mm-hmm. um, casting a face stuff like that yeah. but you took it to the next level because I remember mm-hmm. the first time we did it it was like just with these little bandages that you used to cover my face with but yeah. this time around mm-hmm. you, you had a whole statue around me. I know yeah so for those who don't know a lot about um, the special effects world what is often done when you're Mm -hmm. wanting to make a specific mask is you make a mold out of your model's head so we initially started i initially started the process of learning special effects makeup back in quarantine Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh for reference so we did little like half face plaster molds it was just plaster bandages directly onto the face with like vaseline as like a barrier Mm -hmm. Um, and then like poured cement into that, um, bandage. Do not worry. We didn't rip our hair out or anything. It felt <laughs> uncomfortable for sure. Um, uh, but well, yeah, it I did relatively yours. worked. Yeah. Mine didn't work. Unfortunately, like the cement didn't harden. <laughs> no, no, it was the cement that didn't harden oh, on mine. It was like weird, but your face stayed. That was, I, worked, I was yeah. able to use it for quite a bit. Um, 
If you want to see any pictures of the original stuff that I was doing in 2020, you can follow my art Instagram. It's Wander by Kate. Um, if you want to see more in depth on that. But for this film, I wanted to take it to the next level. It's like, okay, I've never done a life cast of a whole head, like head and shoulders. And so I watched a whole bunch of tutorials. I subscribed to the um, Stan Winston School of Character Arts, um, which is like this like online database school kind of thing. Um where they have like a bunch of tutorials, one of them being on life casting. And so I was like, I'm going to try it out. I'm going to try this whole thing that I never tried before because I had already used alginate, which for those of you who don't know, it's basically this material that dentists use to make like impressions huh. of your teeth. So I actually didn't um, know that. Yeah, that, that's like where, where I heard of mm -hmm. it originally. And then I was like, okay, great. I'm glad I can use something on the skin. So I used alginate um, to have like a really nice um, base it, that, a material in particular is able to kind of have like a perfect um how do i describe it it Picture basically gets all the details mm -hmm. of a person's face including the pores if you do like someone's hands and then i cover that in plaster i made a whole lot of mistakes don't get me wrong it didn't end up the way that i initially wanted to but also this is my very first time mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it could have gone even worse um so I am very happy with that. I do have time lapses of the entire process on my Instagram I think as they're well. Interesting. Um, so you can see that whole thing. But yeah, and that was like super ambitious, yet again, doable. Because mm. I had already learned how to use plaster, already learned how to use the casting techniques. I had worked with cement and plaster multiple times now. So thankfully it actually hardened, <laughs> which mm. I didn't expect. Um, but yeah, so it was all new and exciting and it was amazing really so we've been tapping a little bit into um the pre-production and what you had to mm -hmm. do before starting filming but how was the writing process like anyways yeah so because we came to the conclusion what we're going to do that kind of answers like a lot of questions right out the gate um of how i was going to set it up but what i wanted to make sure uh of is that the the scares were crafted and thought through so that things would build up and that the tension would build up. Um, I, I've watched quite a few YouTube horror shorts actually made by hundreds of different people. But what I like the most is where things just slowly build up or where you are watching something and you don't notice a very small change. Um, and that adds to the scariness where people are like, wait, did I actually just see that? So I really wanted to tap into that, hence like the found footage format of it. I then, of course, thought of like, how would someone go about recording this or recording their process? How would I go about recording my process of designing my doll? What would I do? What would I say? How would I move about the room? Um, I Thankfully, I knew my location, so I was able to really map out like the process. And I also knew what it would take for my character to to make her scary doll because I was also making the scary doll whilst like mm -hmm. writing it so I knew like what she would need to do what process she need to go through the order in which things would go through um so it's just a lot of thinking like what would I do uh how would I react and then of course taking that even further of like I want it to be known that she mentally is 
started to not be there hmm, anymore. Like I wanted to subtly show that, that her mental state was also deteriorating while the haunting was happening. And so it went through a few rewrites of finding like little moments I could add in that really signify that she is going through something very serious. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was very fun. It was definitely like sequenced kind of writing and trying to figure out what scare goes where, how should I end it? Figuring out, like, because I've been told, like, monsters are the scariest where you don't know what they look like. Mm -hmm. So holding off that final reveal of what the demon entity looks like till the very end. Um, And I think that that really helped overall. I'm really happy with the script that I wrote. I love this script. I think, um, yeah, I mean, we love watching horror films. Mm -hmm. And it's really difficult to find a horror film that actually feels terrifying when you're watching it. Instead of like, oh, it's fine. But this one, even reading it, you mm-hmm. get, like, that tension. Mm-hmm. And, and we kind of talked a little bit into it as well. But were there any other challenges that you had to face while in pre-production? I mean, it's it's difficult when you are the director as well as the... the makeup artist. Makeup artist, <laughs> prop master. And you Producer. have to kind of balance both all together. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a little bit of a challenge because I always have the urge of like, okay, I want to do all the artsy fun stuff first, but I was like, okay, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, cause I needed to be honest, like I tend to overbuy. So let me make a whole budget spreadsheet of everything that I'm buying, mm-hmm. how much I'm buying so that I know like where I bought it from, how much it was. Thankfully I have that because I ran into situations when doing your life cast, for example, when we ran out of material. Yeah. So now I have, have it, buy it on the fly. Yeah. I have it written down how much I actually needed, mm-hmm. how much plaster I needed, how much this, because I didn't realize at the time that I needed more or that I needed less or that certain things that I bought were completely unnecessary. And mm-hmm. I'm glad that I wrote that down. Um, doing the whole like shotless storyboarding process was a new thing for me as well. Yeah. Um, because again, I had to think very critically if she were holding the camera how would things look? Mm-hmm. And I even had to work through in my own head on set. And we, we worked together because you're my cinematographer too, of like, realistically, her hand should be holding onto the camera a little yeah. bit longer or she should be angling the camera in a certain way so we don't see the sound person trying to get her dialogue <laughs> through this time. Like, like little things like that. And you um, actually that had an interesting thing on the storyboarding process because mm-hmm. you were supposed to do your shot list first before your specific film, this wouldn't work because, I mean, it was fun exactly. footage from a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. So for you, it made more sense to do the storyboard first. Yeah, because then I was able to actually visualize it a mm-hmm. whole lot better um, and almost like walk through the film like visual by visual and like okay so this is where she's at how is this movement going to work because mm-hmm. i had quite a bit of choreography actually yeah. that i had to really work with my actor tell me about i it. do <laughs> regret not working with her sooner because hmm. i feel like some of it was kind of like on the fly like hey can you do this this and this mm-hmm. <laughs> i regret not being able to work with her sooner but that that's just what happens when your actor does live so far considerable away. distance away from you um uh, but she was a great sport we really worked well together on that um and so yeah it was a lot of like i actually had to act it out on set and i was like i want you to inhabit this particular emotion i want you to inhabit fear or shock or surprise and here's how i want you to express that fear or surprise um and i think that that's why i had so much fun on set i didn't realize just how much I could really get into it feeling like I could actually properly describe what I wanted her to get across um and that was 
it was honestly a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. It was really great. Um, just being able to be lively on the set, trying to get specific performance out of my actress. Anything else you think that really worked great during production? In production or like pre-production? I think both, a little bit of both. Yeah, I mean, I I had a great group of people around me who wanted this film to succeed and who they gave me quite a lot of like good ideas on how to basically like hey like have you thought about this um you even multiple times were like hey like what about this and it wasn't because you didn't think I was doing a good job mm -hmm. or because you didn't think I was competent but you genuinely were like okay like let's make this let's think about this critically here's my suggestion mm -hmm. from the cameraman standpoint on this and um we like worked really nicely on that and just like the collaboration was really there um on that as well and then of course I had um grips on set helping me with specific scares and they were all great sports mm -hmm. about it when I was just like hey do you mind being the monster for a little bit do you mind putting <laughs> your hand into the shot do you mind ducking underneath the stairs super quick um fun. so it took choreography with them but they were all great sports about it and they helped me achieve the scares that I wanted and I was really grateful for that. Is there something that you think didn't work well or could have been better in, in, on set? Um I mean so I did go to to go to the set um to clean it to get it like prepared. Mm -hmm. I wish I'd done a little bit more there mapping things out I guess a little bit beforehand because there were some things on set that I wanted to achieve that I had to change really quickly mm -hmm. because we realized that they wouldn't work. Like putting yeah. that face in, in the window, for example, in the laundry that room area, hard. that didn't work. And mm -hmm. I feel like if I had sought to plan that out or like look at that real like logistically, mm -hmm. I would have noticed that it didn't work when I was on location and then thought of maybe a different idea or a different way of going about that idea. And I'm not necessarily disappointed with some of the decisions that I made, but I know some of the stresses of being there could have been prevented if I had thought it through mm -hmm. beforehand, before we were even on set, before I even had my actor there. Like, will the mask actually fit in the window? Um, how actually is the lighting <laughs> in this section? Will I need a bigger flashlight? Like, those, like, little things that I think I could have thought through a little bit more in advance, but that's something that I can take away and do on another set later on if I have a yeah, new director exactly. is go to my location earlier and really critically think about what I'm trying to accomplish. Other than those little things that um, could have gone differently, is there anything from like the story or from pre-production that you would have done differently looking back now? Hmm. That's a, that's a hard question because I, I'm proud mm -hmm. of a lot of, a lot, lot, a lot of it, like almost all of it. I'm really proud of. Um, there's, there's a, there was only like a few times where I was just a little anxious, and that was more just because I had to kind of corral mm -hmm. things back together. Like, okay, I'm glad we're all having fun. Let's yeah. corral it back in so that I can think a little bit more clearly. Um, but that was, that was nothing against anybody involved or even for my own ability just sometimes you get into a conversation um and so you have to like rail it back in so that you can think okay well, how are we going to go on to the next scene now that we're done with this one um but that was really 
about it. I I wish I had a little bit more help on the makeup and whatnot. Yeah. But I'm really, really happy. Shay, if you're listening to this, I'm literally so happy that you were there to help <laughs> me. Because it, it does feel like yeah. you needed that one other person. Exactly. Like, you, you really don't know how much that honestly helped. Um, it didn't feel so hard trying to do this whole life casting thing. And I knew you didn't really know what you were doing. I barely knew what I was doing. Um, but I just so, so appreciate the time that you took out of your day to help me out doing the, that life casting. Um, because without you helping me, I think things could have gone a whole lot worse. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I'm just so incredibly grateful for you. Uh, so if you're listening, thank you. You really saved me. <laughs> what is something you think you learned from this entire experience? I had never been a director before. Mm-hmm. I had never wanted to put myself in that position. I had never volunteered to be in that role. I always just was like, I'm going to be the art director. I'm going to be the production designer. Like, I'm not going to be the director. You didn't think you were interested. I didn't even think that I was like kind of even like remotely interested in it. And it's weird because in high school I did say like, oh, being a director could be fun. Mm-hmm. It's just that I don't know if I just didn't have, like, the confidence in myself or if I just was, like, you know, maybe my artistic side won that conversation. Mm. And I was, like, okay, art direction is the way to go. But honestly, I there was not a moment on set where I was not into what I was doing. I was – I think it helped that I was super passionate about the story in yeah. general. But – because sometimes when I'm on set as, like, the makeup person, there is those moments where you're just sitting there bored you have nothing to do but you can't be on your phone because there's gonna like too much noise and you like I just have to like twiddle your thumbs and that's like what I didn't don't really like about working on set mm-hmm. when you're not one of the main people but being the director for the very first time being on. forced into that role I was very hands-on and there was not a moment where I wasn't into it I was very precise I had my binder of what scenes I was doing at when um, trying to figure out kind of like balancing the whole thing but I didn't even feel like I was on the verge of like freaking out at people either like I was very controlled I knew what I was doing and I had all this confidence in myself and my own abilities that I had never once had before Mm -hmm. (laughs) I felt very in on the project into myself I knew what I was doing and I was able to accomplish it and so it makes me wonder like maybe I should like look more into directing. Like, I don't have to necessarily want to be an Oscar winner director, but I shouldn't discount being a director in general. Like, Mm -hmm. I can still direct my own passion project. I can still be a part um, of little things like that. Like, I can have this nice balance, and I, it's just nice knowing that, like, I did really find a moment where I was so invested and so excited and mm-hmm. so into it that I never once thought I could be before. Because even afterwards, you decided mm-hmm. to sign up to the directing actors class. That's yeah, cool. no, because I was like, like I was on like a high for like the whole time. It was an eight-hour shoot, and mm-hmm. I barely felt it. Yeah, for because sure. Because I was at, like, just like 2 a.m. going no one a.m. One a.m. Get it right. <laughs> uh, but I was like going, going, going. I was like super excited and happy in that role so i was like i want to keep feeling like that if, if i can keep feeling like that with projects it's that like i'm excited baby. about like i would love to continue this even in even in like a smaller form i would love to continue having chances to be a director mm-hmm. again because that was really great looking back at your footage how do you feel 
about it. Are you happy I, with it? I'm excited and nervous at the exact same time because it's all great when you're recording and you're like, oh, that's perfect. That's awesome. But then when you separate yourself from footage, I feel like that's when I get scared because then I was like, I'm going to end up starting to compare what I had initially had in my head mm-hmm. when I was writing it really to what I'm now watching. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, so I just need to tell myself like, hey, of course this is different than what you had in your mind when you first read the script. I acknowledge. We all have to acknowledge <laughs> that what we write is not how it's going to look at the end. But I need to just trust in my own abilities. I'm going to have you helping me edit and I'm going to have Ingrid and Matt in my corner helping me edit things. Um help me with any visual effects that I want, change change certain things if I don't end up going with certain clips that I initially liked. Like, there's always things that I can do to help make a really great final product, but I just need to know that no matter what, this is still going to be great. The footage looks great, regardless of if it looked how you mm-hmm. originally thought. Um, I think that that's going to be the biggest challenge, I guess, going into this next year, <laughs> uh, next, next school semester as we go into editing. Um but I just have to know that I was confident then and I should still be confident because it still looks great. Everyone would have told me if it sucked. Yeah. So just keep with that. <laughs> what are you the most excited about to do with your footage or with your film right now and moving forward? Honestly, I think because I'm so like worried about watching my own footage, I am the most excited for the marketing of the film hmm. as of right now. Because I was like, let's just skip over the editing part and go right into the marketing when it's already done <laughs> and pretty you. and perfect. <laughs> um, I'm very excited for marketing. I already have a bunch of ideas of advertising on social media, putting stuff um, like poster designing, sending my film out to festivals. Like I'm super excited for that. But we'll get there when we get there. I just need to calm down, focus on that later. We need a film <laughs> first. So, <laughs> but yeah. Any final thoughts before we go? Um, I guess like... My biggest takeaway from this entire experience is don't knock anything till you try it because um, mm. you you really will never know. Um, I'm sure if I if we hadn't been forced to doing a senior thesis project, I probably would have never yeah. done this um, or gone through this entire process. So I'm really grateful that we have to do this mm-hmm. because it's really pushing me outside of my own comfort zone but also helping me realize that I had the capability of doing this the entire time I just didn't think that that was what I could be interested in mm-hmm. um so it's very exciting that's one of the reasons why I've really loved being in film and art school in general I'm able to try so many different things um so highly recommend going to school if you Whoa. have self-confidence <laughs> issues because you'll realize where where things can actually help and improve yeah well thank you so much for telling us about your film (laughs) i'm super excited to watch it honestly i'm super hyped to to see everyone's films Mm -hmm. and but specifically with yours i'm gonna see the process come alive as you edit and everything because you're gonna be showing me every single day i'm gonna ask you for so much help it's not even funny because i still feel like a baby working with adobe premiere pro so (laughs) we'll be good it'll be great and thank you all so much for uh, tuning in one more time to our podcast next time we'll be talking about black panther i believe i believe we are Uh, so stay tuned for that as well and you can follow us at Incot the podcast and you can follow me 
at Sewa's Alip on Instagram. And you can follow me at Kate Johnston 622 and definitely keep um, looking at my art Instagram, Wander by Kate, that I mentioned earlier, yep. for all of the behind-the-scenes stuff that I mentioned today. <laughs> Do you have a name for your film? Not yet. Not I've yet. just been referring to it as the doll. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll keep you all posted when I actually have a name for it. <laughs> yeah, we'll give you small updates every now and then yeah. within the episodes. <laughs> so if you want to be on the loop, definitely stick around. Definitely. <laughs> That's it from us. Thank you and, all for listening. And, and cut! cut.